The Singularity is Near by Ray Kurzweil. One sentence summary. The Singularity is Near outlines the future of technology by describing how change keeps accelerating, what computers will look like and be made of, why biology and technology will become indistinguishable, and how we can't possibly predict what will happen after 2045. My favorite quote from the author is, If the mind were simple enough for us to understand, we would be too simple to understand it. Ray Kurzweil Ray Kurzweil is the future guy at Google. His inventions range from optical character recognition devices to scanners and print-to-speech reading machines for the blind. He's preoccupied with topics like futurism, transhumanism, which is overcoming fundamental human limitations like death, and of course, artificial intelligence. He's also written seven books about these and other topics, many of which include predictions about the future. A lot of Ray's predictions from the past turned out to be correct. For example, that computers would beat the world's best chess players by the year 2000. IBM's Deep Blue beat Kasparov in 1997. So it'll be exciting to see which of the ones from this book are spot on. The singularity itself is a term describing a singular point in human history where the future of humanity will become unpredictable because it's changing so quickly. Imagine an artificial intelligence so smart that it constantly revolutionizes and improves itself at such a fast rate that even the laws of physics will have a tough time catching up with it. There are upsides and downsides to that. Here are three of them. 1. The law of accelerating returns says that the speed of evolution keeps increasing. 2. Self-replicating nanobots will soon replace doctors and repair your body from the inside. 3. If the nanobots go haywire, we're screwed. Ready for a sneak peek into the future? Let's look into Ray's crystal ball. The singularity is near lesson 1. The speed of evolution increases every year, according to the law of accelerating returns. This answers the question, what is the law of accelerating returns? Take a second to think about all the changes your great-grandparents have seen in their lifetime. Mine have seen the rise of the car, the commercialization of aircraft travel, and the first moon landing. Now your grandparents. My grandma and grandpa are some of the few who manage to deal with smartphones and the internet somewhat decently. Contrast that with what you've seen in just the last 15 years. The entire world is now connected. Cars start to drive themselves. You can carry most of the world's knowledge in your pocket. Space rockets can be reused. The more time passes, the faster evolution brings about new changes. Around 4 billion years ago, the process of evolution started. It took half of that time, 2 billion years, just for multicellular organisms to develop from single cell organisms. After that, the evolution from the first mammals to our Homo sapiens took only 200 million years. That's not all though. According to Ray, what he calls the law of accelerating returns says that in addition to the changes themselves, the benefits of those changes for humanity, the returns of evolution, are also increasing. For example, if you look at the number of calculations per second a $1,000 computer can make, used to double every three years until 1950. Then, until 1966, it doubled every two years. Now it doubles every year, making computers cheaper all the time. The singularity is near lesson two. 
your doctor will soon be out of a job because nanobots will repair your body from the inside. This answers the question, what's one of the many ways in which our health will change thanks to artificial intelligence and new technology? Let's transfer this accelerating rate of returns to a field that's becoming more and more intertwined with technology, medicine. Can you imagine what medicine will look like 10 to 20 years from now, given that it'll evolve faster every year? One example of such a next level technology are nanobots. These mini robots are so tiny that they can move through your entire body, for example using your bloodstream as a means of transport. You can imagine them as white blood cells on steroids. They'll be able to eliminate bacteria, toxins or viruses from your body wherever they're needed, keep your veins and arteries clean and remove chemical residues in your brain. Nanobots could even be used to deliver medicine just to specific cells, for example cancerous ones or repair your genes when they're damaged, for example from a sunburn. Apart from being controllable via the internet, these nanobots will be able to self-replicate, meaning they can make however many copies they need of themselves in order to take care of your body. You'll just have to go to the doctor once and get an initial injection. After that, you can say bye-bye to your physician. The singularity is near lesson 3. If the nanobots spin out of control, we're all doomed. This answers the question, how could the future evolution of technology go wrong? Everything that has an upside also has a downside. Ray thinks the singularity will happen by 2045. By then, nanobots in our bodies will be common practice. In fact, they'll be a vital part of our survival. Imagine some of the nanobots protecting and healing your brain or immune system are destroyed or break down. They'll need to re be replaced quite fast. That's why they'll be able to replicate themselves in the first place. But just like bodily cells can spin out of control and turn into cancerous cells by self-replicating uncontrollably, so could the nanobots. Nobody knows what would happen if a virus turned your nanobots against you, but that's not even the most frightening scenario. If nanobots started multiplying uncontrollably outside of a human body, a nuclear explosion would seem like a joke. Nanobots use carbon atoms as their basic building blocks meaning they need carbon to survive. Infinitely replicating nanobots would start sucking carbon atoms from every piece of biomass around them, trees, animals, even humans, until there is nothing left. Since the number of nanobots doubles with each replication, it'd only take 130 iterations until all life on Earth is gone. This would take anywhere between 3 hours and a couple of days. Scary, huh? Here's what I learned from The Singularity is Near by Ray Kurzweil. Obviously, this is all throwing darts in the dark, right? I mean, yes, the guy has an impressive track record, and I believe out of 117 predictions, 80 or 90% were correct of the ones he made, I think, up to 1980 or something, or 19... 90 and so far so 20 years back um yeah 80 percent, 85 percent. a lot of them have come true that's the point so he has a good track record but even ray kurzweil like the the futurist of google doesn't know everything so obviously one of the only things we do know is that the law of accelerating returns is true and that's the reason so there are other sub-laws of this called there's moore's law for example that says that the 
the number of processors or the processing power per say square inch will double uh, exponentially and it has done that so far actually it has done more than that so the guy even underestimated the the line of progress so basically if you took a one inch by one inch square field and we put computer processors on it i think now it's even every six months it doubles so um it takes i think i think it takes a year or so for it to double i don't know the exact numbers but the point is uh, if computer processes so imagine 2013 you can place say a, th a two gigahertz processor on this small one inch by one inch plate in 2000 i said 2013 so now 2014 you could place uh, not a two gigahertz processor on that plate but a four gigahertz processor right that's insane and that's also why by the way when you buy a computer after three months it's not worth shit that's the reason that the cost of technology goes down so fast so it, there's no value and that's why by the way why apple has done a tremendous job i think because their computers actually their value stable they're obviously decreasing too but not remotely as fast as other computers all the computers i had before i had one from dell in 2007 i think in 2009 or 10 i got one from acer maybe I don't know, but it was a laptop and man, I could not get any money for these things by the time I sold them. Now my MacBook, I also got it on a deal, on a budget, um, but still uh, I could sell this thing after now it's been four years, over four years, four and a half, and I could still get uh, probably something like at least 50% of the price that I bought it at, maybe 70 if I if I restore it or something, if I put some money into it. So and that's because it's apple right and it has the brand value and and all the design and stuff like that but the cost of tech is going down is decreasing rapidly and it helps of course because it means we can put computers in places that couldn't afford them before and it's happening with medicine for example the human genome has been completely sequenced as of ooh, i think 2000 and one two three i don't know but it's but it hasn't been long since we've been able to sequence the entire genome right the entire string of dna of human scientists have only managed to decode that i think in the 2000s and initially it cost over a million bucks to do one set of one person so obviously no one can afford that uh, within two to three years it went down to three hundred thousand and then another two years or so later it was down at a hundred thousand and it's keeping it keeps going down and down and down i think now it's below ten thousand or five thousand or i think we might even already be if not we will be soon at a thousand bucks a pop so that means obviously that's still expensive but it means a thousand bucks every almost everyone can save that and if you would have if you would want your genome sequenced and you would say want to know if you have any predisposition to get a certain kind of cancer or diabetes or some other illness or whether you have problems or whether you are really good at running or swimming what kind of sports you tend to do best at there's so much information in your genes and you could get that for a thousand bucks and eventually it's going to be something like a hundred bucks and you can just get a kit and do it and do the test send it in you'll get your results and you have all this amazing information and you can you can live your life better and be healthier just because you know, the cost of medical tech goes down as well. So 
these scenarios I've painted so far are all very good scenarios, right? We don't know when these things are going to happen. Again, Ray said 2045. There's different prediction numbers for this whole singularity moment, uh, ranging from the 2040s to the 2070s, even to 2100 and beyond. So you and I might not even see that. But the truth is nobody knows when it's going to happen. Nobody knows if it's going to happen that way, where it's really artificial intelligence. We have it. It's super smart and it's making itself smarter and so fast that we can't even keep up with it. And either we have computers in our brains so we can keep up or something else is going to happen. And I'm not going to, I don't want to paint a matrix like scenario, but who knows when the machines get really smart and decide that, uh, actually the humans are kind of dragging us down uh by by humans and they come up with some crazy carbon munching nanobot mechanism then shit's gonna get tough and this is another point i would like to make so there's two scenarios not three because right now progress is linear right so it's a straight curve up it has been for the last hundred years or so there's been jumps here and there up or down but throughout humanity, uh, for example, the Romans, they've managed a great progress and then Middle Ages came, everything went down the drain. So we have these sort of bumps in the road. But other than that, it's been fairly linear. When we hit singularity, there's only two options. One, it's going skyrocket up high. Human life's going to be amazing. We're all going to live forever or 700 years. Everyone's going to be healthy, no problems. We're going to colonize Mars and all that shit. Or the other scenario is it goes straight down and we're all going to shit. Everything's fucked. <laughs> Sorry, excuse my language. Um, every, uh, it all goes to shit. Machines take over. There's some post-apocalyptic wasteland like you see in the movies. And that's it. And that's the problem, right? There's no linear scenario anymore. It's not the regular slow pace we're used to. And you and I can already feel this because the internet has accelerated everything tremendously. I mean... Most of us can't comprehend the stuff the internet can do today. And and you and I are probably well acquainted with it. Imagine someone who's 50, 60, 70, 80 years old today and who doesn't know this stuff or has a much tougher time. Uh, and imagine what that's going to be like for somebody or for us 30 years from now when things accelerate even faster. And we're like, what's going on today? I have, I didn't even understand what happened yesterday. So... This is all going to be really interesting. I have no idea where it's going to go. Um, but either way, I'm excited because, I don't know, it's a good time to be alive, right? Wouldn't you agree? So whether we're all going to going down or going up or wherever we're going, we're going. And I think that's cool. So I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be alive and witness all this stuff. I'm excited to see where it's going to go. I'm excited to see how much you and I will see of this. And... Um, Either way, I hope I will see you on the next summary. See ya.